0: Al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al Azhar, Bill Moore. I will be the same in the Shaytan was Salah Was Salamu Allah Rasulila. While early he was Sahbihi Ajmain. Jazakum Lahu Khairam for your attendance. And we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to allow us all to benefit. As we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to grant us understanding and wisdom. Dear respected brothers and sisters, the title of the lecture today is called The Perception or Perception of the Pharaohs. Who seen the flyer? We've the flyer, perception of pharaohs, said the perception of the pharaohs. What do you think it means? What do you think we're talking about today? How they acted? What else? Finds that we take from the pharaohs? People who have pharaoh tendencies today. Okay. Anyone else? I like to pick your brains a bit I like to pick the brothers brains a bit At the beginning of the lecture You pick the brains a bit Inshallah they get a bit more attentive Now Pharaohs Are kings They were kings of their times Right And I'll give you a bit of an insight They were kings of their times They ruled their empires and they believed in the afterlife right their belief in the afterlife went so far that a pharaoh was believed to become a god once they die people once they die would go to the afterlife. However, pharaohs become gods.. These pharaohs had that belief and had that perception. What they looked at, life, how they viewed life, was a preparation. For the afterlife Listen carefully What did they do To prepare For that afterlife Who's going to tell me When I tell you pharaohs What's the first thing that comes to your mind If I tell you pharaoh What's the first thing What else What else Egypt, where? Pyramids. What's a pyramid? Tombs. What's a tomb? Great, a resting place. A place where one is buried. Correct? Who knows how sophisticated the pyramids are? Very sophisticated architecture. So sophisticated. That with all the knowledge we have today We cannot establish Or we cannot come to a conclusion As to how the pyramids were erected With all the technology we have today With all the building and architectural knowledge we have today We cannot pinpoint How they built the pyramids Nor if we were to build a pyramid We would succeed Who's got a building background here? Easy to build a pyramid. Can you build a pyramid like that? Can you build a pyramid to that magnitude? Each stone is more than a ton. We're not here to talk about pyramids. But my question is, isn't there a reason for such great architecture? And how long would you think the pyramids took to build? Five years, ten years, way more. Way more Tayyib What was the purpose of those tubes? Why is the pyramid facing Why is the pyramid on true north? Why does it interline with the stars? Why such sophisticated architecture? For what reason? Yani today if I was to ask you Why do they build the tallest building in the world? Huh? Nah, no, really tell me why. Why? To fit more people in it? Why do they build the to- why are they why are they building the tallest buildings in the world? For what reason? Okay. To compete. Competition. As the hadith of Prophet said, He said that you would see the shepherds, the barefoot shepherds. A time will come when they will compete in erecting lofty buildings. So these buildings are erected that high for the purpose of competition. Correct? Yani they're competing with one another to build the highest building. If I was to tell you why is this building built, you'll tell me the the reason for that building. So what was the reason, for example, that these pyramids were erected the way they were? And who ordered for the building of the pyramids? The pharaohs, I'm still trying to plant a seed here. What's found in those pyramids? Remember, there's not only those pyramids. There are pyramids underwater. There are pyramids in other cities. There are still pyramids under the ground. There are still... What is found in those pyramids? Treasures. Treasures. Now. Treasures in tombs are different to treasures buried in order to protect them. Meaning, people would bury treasure in order to protect that treasure. However, treasure in tombs, especially the pharaohs, was for what reason? Exactly. They perceived and believed That the treasures that they take with them, the treasures that are in that tomb, would go with them to the next life. This is why when they would open a chamber where there is a pharaoh or a king, they would find the best jewelry of the time. Perfect jewelry. So much so that if the jewelry was not perfect, it would not enter... The king's chamber Meaning the dead pharaoh Why? Why does it have to be of utter perfection? One Two They have found some mummies Who happened to be Some form or some way uh, Deformed They would have a deformity So what they did was They would cut that deformity They would cut that area where there's a deformity and then they would replace it with something else believing that that is how that when they enter the afterlife when they enter the next life what do they do? They will come out full, normal Did you get the picture yet? What's the picture? What else? Okay. Jazakallah Once a pharaoh gets crowned pharaoh, he begins to plan his tomb. As soon as he becomes pharaoh, he starts working on his tomb. Look at Subhanallah! Look at this. As soon as a pharaoh is crowned pharaoh, the king of Egypt, for example. He's the leader at the time, the superpower. The first thing they do is erect a tomb. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound familiar to something? Any familiarities? Can you link it to something else? No. We as Muslims are commanded to do this, but not like that. Yani, Look, pharaohs, superpowers of the time, leaders of their time, they'd spent hundreds of years. That was their goal. Some of them even died before their tomb was prepared. Some of them died before their pyramids were erected. What they did during their life Because of their perception and belief They lived their whole life In preparation For this so-called afterlife they believed in Where we Muslims are told Through the Quran and Sunnah In intricate detail About the afterlife About the Akhirah We are told about the Akhirah. Do we prepare for the Akhirah like they were preparing for the Akhirah? Although it's wrong. Although everything they did was wrong, and their belief in the gods, and their belief in this, and their belief in the afterlife and whatnot was incorrect. However, look how they exerted all their energy and all their wealth on that. So much so that whenever a pharaoh would take power over another pharaoh He would most of the time be inheriting an economy that is collapsing Because the other pharaoh spent all the money on what? To try to get his tomb ready We as Muslims Look at us as Muslims What have we prepared for our afterlife? We can't take gold We can't take money We, even if we erect The most beautiful of tombs You're not getting buried in it Shara'an, shara'an If you were to build A massive tomb In order for you to be buried in And you die The Amir will command that you be dug a hole And buried in that hole Because it's against the Shara For example If you have riches and gold And money and wealth And companies and this If you request that a single piece Be buried with you The Amir would say no Bury him in his shroud You can't take a single thing with you. Yet, we chase and chase and chase and chase and chase these things that we cannot take with us. So you ask yourself, who had better perception? Me or that Pharaoh? Although he's wrong. Although he's wrong. And the belief is wrong. But who was better at preparation? Him or myself And as a Muslim It has to be you And what are you going to take with you? What are you going to take with you? The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith He said thalath. Three things will follow you to your grave And two will return Listen to the Prophet ﷺ. He said Three will follow you to your grave Ahluhu wa wa amaluhu. They will follow you to your grave your family, your wealth And your actions Then he sallallahu alayhi wa said to return And his actions remain Actions, can they be seen? Can your deeds be? Can you see how many deeds you have? Can I come and take actions from you, brother? And bury them with me? How do I be, How do I? Increase in this thing that is the only thing that follows me to my grave by doing actions, correct? So ask yourself, are you doing enough in order that you call it a preparation to enter with you into your grave? he is it? Are you doing enough actions that you can wholeheartedly say to yourself, These are actions that I'm doing in preparation for when I am buried, they are buried with me. Money's not going with you. Gold is not going with you. Your cars aren't going with you. Your companies aren't going with you. Your family's not going with you. Nothing enters with you except if you want to talk materials, your shroud. Your shroud that's already been stitched, And that's already perhaps been shipped and it's probably now being sold somewhere. That's what's going to enter with you. And your actions. And how do you increase in your deeds? You increase in your good actions. Now, can your money, your wealth, can it benefit you in your grave? Of course it can. Course it can. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Rabbi an ajalin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. He says, And give of that which we have given you. Listen, brothers. You hear this ayat a lot When you're at places Where they are sort of Encouraging you to give I'm not encouraging you to give For anything right now But I want you to ponder on this Allah Azza wa Jal is telling you And I want you to keep in mind everything I have just said Allah Ta'ala said And give of that which we have given you Don't give of that which you have earned and attained Do you work Habibi?" Who pays your wages? Or who pays your boss? Who pays the builders? Keep going. Where does it end? With Allah Azza wa Jal. Every single person that either gets paid or pays, this rizq is from Allah. This is not because of Him. Allah Ta'ala says, wa mimma Allah Ta'ala is reminding you give. Not of that which you attained Give of that which we have given you Allah reminding you We gave you this He says before death comes unto one of you And he would say Oh my Lord Had you had given me a bit more time Just a little bit Ajalin qareeb Yani subhanallah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the wishes of the person when he dies, he wishes that he goes back and he gives. Why? There are multiple reasons. Why does he wish that he went back and he gave? What else? What else, brothers? So that's What else? I'm not talking about the reward aspect. When he dies, all of this wealth that he worked so hard for gets dispersed. Ya Allah he come the kids and the this and heather he gets this much, or well, he gets this much. What did they do? What did they do to earn this wealth? Nothing. So he's like in a spewing, his like is spewing. Oh no, I worked my whole life. I wasted my time chasing after this wealth. I used up all my energy I let it get in my way of my salah I let it, you know All this time I spent earning this And it can help me and it can save me Now it's being given Left and right And here and there and The first thing that is done After the burial is the Inheritance And wallahi I tell you this brothers No one is hungry for the inheritance As much as the time of death Where you find families now Start punching on over the inheritance The the, the deceased is still here We haven't even buried him yet Look how much they're eager to take Money that is now their haq This is my right now A few hours ago it was his wealth and he had control over his wealth And he could do whatever he wants with his wealth Now even if he writes A will Saying give this person this much And this person this much It is said to him no The Sharia has already stipulated who gets what You don't even have the say of who to give and what to give So when Allah Ta'ala says before that day comes Where one of you Who would say Oh my Lord had you just returned me For a little bit. For a sadaq, I will give in charity. This is what he doesn't say, let me go back and pray. Let me go back and, you know, give da'wah. Allah Ta'ala mentions sadaqah. This thing that you earn so easily, yet it's so hard for you to give. And charity is for you. But look, subhanAllah, the pharaohs spent their whole life gaining riches and treasures so that they may take it with them to the hereafter, right? They spent their life, they would go to wars in order to get more treasures so that they may take it with them, supposedly, to the hereafter. You've got treasures in your hand, brother. You've got treasures in your hand, sister. You don't need to fight armies for it You don't need to get out of your way When the Prophet ﷺ said That they follow him These three follow him Except and two return Except for one What's he trying to say ﷺ? He's trying to say At the end of the day Nothing will benefit you Except for your actions And your wealth Would not benefit you Except for that wealth Which you did good by and Jazahullahu Khairan, Sheikh Khalid, SubhanAllah, last week, Wallahi, mentioned the beautiful statement from one of the scholars. He said that when a person dies, okay, he falls into two calamities. He says all of his wealth is gone. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. You die today and you have a million dollars in your account. You own a million dollars. You come, this million dollars, let's see. He owes Fulan 200,000, so he's paid 200,000. He owes Fulan 50,000, he's paid 50,000. He owes Fulan, he owes this, all his debts get paid with this money that he's got. He's got 700,000 remaining, right? No one wants to shroud him, no one wants to this, no one, he's got wealth. So they spend from his wealth for a shroud and a grave and whatnot. Then we come and we see, is there any wasiya? Did he leave off a will? Because he's allowed to give some wealth, but to a certain degree, yani, to people that are not inheritors. So in his will he said, I give to my son Ahmed, he's got 700,000 remaining. I give to my son Ahmed 500,000 and to my daughter Zainab 200,000 and for Ali, Khalid and Muhammad I give them nothing. So we look at this wasiyah now and we rip it apart. This does not coincide with the shadow. Come here children. We split the wealth. The boys get double what the girls get. That 700,000 gets divided amongst them. It gets given to them. There goes his wealth. There goes the wealth. How quick did it go? How quick did his million dollars go? Very quick. All of his wealth is gone. However, he's asked about every single dollar. This million dollars he did nothing with. Yet he's asked about every single dollar. What a calamity. So the wealth, my brothers, it's for you And if one has wealth, then he has an amazing opportunity Whatever Allah Ta'ala gives you, give for the sake of Allah Anything for the sake of Allah Prepare yourself for the hereafter Do your actions, yes Do your actions Absolutely, your salah, your zakat, your salam, your hajj, do all of that but be of those who prepare, and if you're preparing for something, if I tell you, brother, go and build a nice house. Are you going to cut corners? No, you're going to give whatever you can in order for you to build that nice house. Or you build your grave. Don't be one okay? who perceives that he dies. And he does not لا يقدم شيئا He does not bring forth anything. And when I tell you brothers give Wallahi, Anywhere you can find Anyone you can give give. Let me give you something wallahi, That will make life so much easier for you. Every time you see someone asking for something Give one dollar. You know how sometimes you get messages Someone is in need Transfer to that account Two dollars. Transfer $5, transfer 10 transfer 20 You Over time, you're becoming one of those That gives every time there's an opportunity Allah Ta'ala does not look at what you give and how much you give Allah Ta'ala looks at that you gave Because just as Allah Ta'ala gives you in abundance He gives you in abundance He did not ask for you in abundance But be of those who constantly give Wallahi it is a purifier for the heart And it is a It removes calamities And insha'Allah, wallahi brothers You would find That this is in your hasanat You would find that this is in your reward Barakallahu feekum for your attendance Wajazakumullahu khayran Wa salli lahumma wa sallim Wa barik ala muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een this program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the Vana al Jamaa.